to the Bear Ash Podcast. I'm man. I mean, I'm not. I'm not Manny. I'm Chase. <laughs> oh, you silly! I'm Manny. <laughs> yes, you're Manny, and I'm Chase. Oh wow! Aren't we the silliest? We are super silly tonight, man. Well, I'll tell you, um, that trumpet sounded silly without the valve oil that it sorely needed. Well, I guess you should have prepared. I should have. I should have lubed up. Yeah. I've learned that lesson before. Yeah. The hard way, always. Always. Yeah, how you doing, Manny? What are we uh what are we smoking tonight? Uh <clears throat> well, I am looking at a big old fat one. The Undercrown Shade. Hmm. And you said this is the Toro, no? The Grand Toro. Grand Toro. Measuring in at 6 inches or 152 millimeters by 52 ring gauge. It's only a 52 ring gauge? Uh, yeah. Doesn't it look bigger than that? Uh, it looks about a 52. It's just that it's a big, it's a long cigar. It's pretty big. We did we did save everyone's ears by letting this before that we started the show. We but did. then we broke your ears with my intro. Yeah, well, you know, beggars can't be choosers, right? No, but they still do. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, beggars still choose? Oh yeah. Oh. <laughs> They're choosiest people in the world. Interesting. Well, back to our homeless topic from last week. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to the Bear Ash Podcast. That's right. Coming at you with some cigar reviews and our yes. own personal review of this cigar. Now, yes, we're going to get very, very personal about this cigar yes, today. Yes, we are. Uh, now, Manny, I feel like we've referenced this cigar many, many times on this podcast. Yeah. But we've never smoked yes. it on this podcast. Well, not on the podcast. Yeah, I've had a bunch of these. Yeah. Uh, and I, th- I, th- I think you gave me this one as well. Or this might have come with one of our sampler packs. I can't recall. Um, I'm just going to go with that I gave it to you. I knew you would, yeah. and I'm going to give you that one. Yeah, thank you. I mean, um, I'm pretty sure it came in a sampler pack, but I'm going to go with I gave it to you. Okay. Um, yeah, th- so this is always like our go-to example of a cigar that pretty much everyone should like. Yeah. Um, it's a cigar that, uh, like if, you know what, you know who I think of when, when I'm holding this cigar and smoking the cigar? I think of my dad. Yeah. Right? Like a guy who doesn't smoke cigars that often, so you don't want to give him something really strong, uh, like a, like a, you know, one of the rats or like a T-52. Um, he would not like that. He yeah. always used to go for the CIO Cameroons. He likes the Ashton, the Ashton ones. Cabinet? Um, or he would the, like uh, the cigar. 558 Ashton. Is that the one? I call it the golfer cigar. Yeah, I feel like that's the one. Mm-hmm. He likes those. He would like the cigar. And and this is what uh, I like to give to friends um, who don't, only occasionally smoke. Or if they want to spend a little more money than just buying like a gas station cigar, this is a great cigar. For not that much money, if I'm, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I mean, they typically run, I think, around like the 8 to $9 range, 8 to $10, depending where you live. Yep, yep. Yeah. But, like, compare this to the Santiago, Connecticut, which I also kind of put on par with this. Yeah. Um, you know, the Santiago, Connecticut is a $12 cigar. It's it's right in there. It's on the low end of good quality, shade, like, mild to medium cigars. Yeah. And I do feel like for anyone who's out there watching uh, cigars in the social media, 
I feel like recently I'm a part of a Facebook group, um, and mainly I've seen it on this Facebook group that I will not name. Um, but a lot of people in crap mob on, watchers. Damn it! Neighborhood mom watchers. How did you know? Because <laughs> I'm on there too. Um, well, so you know, at least here in Northern Virginia, they've recently changed all of those mom groups to parenting groups. Why? Uh, as not to offend the dads out there, apparently. Oh yeah, a bunch of dads wanting to join those stupid yeah, groups. Apparently they yeah, apparently they didn't want to offend any dads <laughs> who felt left out from the moms. I'm sure groups. they got zero uh, male applicants after they changed the name. I'm sure they did. Um Which is sad. Yeah, yeah, it is. But uh Yeah, I, I completely forget what I was just talking about after going. You were on a that part tangent. of a Facebook group. Oh yeah. So anyways some, some terrorists yeah, sell yeah, probably. Yeah, probably. Um, they must be, because they have been crapping on Drew, Drew Estate cigars for like the last couple weeks. Really? Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are posting the quote-unquote poor quality of Drew Estate cigars recently. Poor quality? Now, in their defense, I haven't bought a Drew Estate cigar recently. Any Drew Estate cigars I have are loaded up in my humidor. So it is possible that maybe some bad batches went out there. I would be very surprised, and I'm wondering what they're preferring over the Drew Estate, Drew Estate cigars that they're saying are so bad. Like, do they give examples of which cigars they're talking about? Uh, yeah, like, basically it's a, it's a group that people will just, like, put a picture up of the cigar they're smoking. Um, and oftentimes, um, it's just, like, burn issues. Which I'm like, well, that, oh. that could very easily just be, like, how you're lighting your cigar. Or how you're storing your cigar. Yeah, it could be a lot of things other than how the cigar got shipped out to you. Remember, I will remember um, my experience with the Liga Number no. Nine was that it needed to sit for a little bit before yeah. it got really good. Yep. Maybe I, that's it too. I do remember that. Wow. <laughs> you did get lucky, Manny. I almost did not have one. I typically have quite a few of these cigars in my humidor. For the purpose of handing them out to, like you mentioned, Manny, just folks that maybe uh, aren't too uh, too into the cigar game and are trying to kind of feel things out, I will often recommend the cigar as a place to start. Um, and I almost offered this up to my brother-in-law last week, not realizing it was my last one, but thankfully he had his own. Oh, thank God. Or else this episode would not be happening. Also, I apologize for the fan noises in the background. Mm-hmm. And the possible coyote howling. There's some nonsense going on outside. Yeah, I don't know if your fan noises are for ventilation purposes, but here it is just stinking hot. Uh, it's both. It's not as hot as it is there. What's the temperature there? Uh, right now? Um, it says, no, yesterday. Well, you know what? Don't give me that. Uh, today it was a high of 95, and the uh, humidity brought it up to 102. Um, and that it felt cool, actually, compared to other days this past week. Um, right now it says it feels like 74, but I bet the humidity is, I mean, 90% right now. There you go. Oh, doesn't it make you just miss walking out into the brisk, cold woods of Pittsburgh, New Hampshire on hunting season? Oh, yeah, it does. Oh, I, I miss the cold at this point. I was just thinking about uh, that trip that we have planned for October this year. 
Yep. So romantic. Um, I don't, I don't know about romantic, but the woods, the woods are romantic. The Great North Woods. Yeah, that doesn't help your case. Um, I was gonna it's say it's hot. I was gonna say rugged, manly trip is what I was looking forward to, not the romanticness of it. Yeah, hanging with bros. That's right. Um, it's not that hot here, but uh, within a minute of lighting up this cigar, the barn I'm in was full of smoke. So I'm trying not to make the smoke alarm go off because it will wake everyone else up in the house. Nice. So that's why my fan is on. Nice. Well, so yeah. So apologies if you hear the fans. But, uh, you know. We're, yeah, let we're, us hear about it. Yeah. You don't like it? Too bad. Yeah, we're all about the fans, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, so what do you think it's so far about the cigar, Manny? All right. So I'm eh, probably about an inch in at this point, and <laughs> sorry, go ahead. And it's very mild. Um, it goes really well with this chilled tequila I'm pairing it with right now. I'm pairing it with Milagro Silver or Blanco. Hmm, and it is delicious. Um, as far as flavors I can pick out, let me see. And then we got some terrific reviews from other people. We do, yes. I would say it's very nutty. Mm-hmm. This would go great with a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Wow. It's so nutty. It's quite the pairing. Yeah. Uh, it's got a little bit of that raisin kind of fig tobacco flavor. Yeah. It's really good tobacco, I think, is the whole thing. It's just very mild. Uh, but it's very well blended. Um, what do you taste? Uh, yeah, I mean, I do taste that nuttiness. Um, almost like a yeah, sweet like raisin. Um, it's very creamy. I always think of these cigars as very creamy, smooth cigars. Um, I am pairing it with... Uh, I did have a different thing in mind, but I dropped that glass on my way out to my, uh, my shop here. Wait, you mean you'd filled the glass already and then it fell? Uh, yes. Oh. As soon as I opened up the uh, door, I was attempting to carry everything out with me at the same time, and it just slid off my laptop, and my hands were too full to do anything about it. It was raining outside, so it's not like I could drop everything else. And You're I, such a failure. I know. I was, I was going to be pairing it with a little rum, but uh, instead now I'm pairing it with my, I don't know, my guess is it's about 85-degree Jack Daniels that I have out here. <laughs> How is it? It's still pretty good. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, bourbon tastes good, cold or warm. Yeah, but I mean, this really is, I think, one of the best beginner cigars. I mean, not just for beginners, obviously. I love this cigar. Well, clearly, we're smoking one right now. That's right. And we're anything but beginners. Anything but. That's right. Oh, Manny, I do have to tell you, I know that this is not a topic for tonight. But uh, but I attempted to do a little night fishing. Um, this is probably one of the latest that we've started an episode before. Is this like online dating sites? No. No. I am happily married, and I'm not on any online dating sites, for the record. I didn't know what you meant. Um, I meant like going out to a lake at night and fishing. Okay. Um, and I did look at the weather prior to leaving as I was bringing my two children and my brother-in-law out and driving 30 minutes to get there. Also, while picking up bait on the way. 
and ice for the cooler. Um, so I did look at the weather, in which case it was supposed to be crystal clear. Um, but instead we got there and it was nothing but lightning and thunder. Whoa. <laughs> and rain. So, uh, I so just the kids fish then, huh? <laughs> That's right. We put them out there as a tester. <laughs> you guys got Crocs on. You should be fine. <laughs> you ever hear the canary in the coal mine? Stick your poles up. <laughs> Uh, we did instead. I mean, we did do some fishing once the lightning let up, and then uh, we did a lot of flashlight crawfish catching. Ooh! And, did you I eat mean, them? when I say crawfish catching, we didn't actually catch any. We attempted to, but I was with an eight-year-old in the water who did not understand the idea of picking up his feet as to not stir up the mud. <laughs> Wait, if you had caught some, could you keep them, crawfish? Oh uh, yeah, we definitely could have. There are a couple good-sized ones that I was like, let's catch them. I mean, it's a clean lake, uh, and it would have been fun to bring those home and eat them. Oh, some butter? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But uh, anyways, yeah, so. point being, it was beautiful. Beautiful, lightning, and all I kept thinking about was lighting the cigar. But, uh, you know, so here we are, finally lighting it, finally enjoying it. Finally. And, uh, yep, I had a long day as well. Been looking forward to this cigar all day long. <laughs> Why are you laughing? I'm laughing. Are you laughing at me? No, I just didn't know if I was going to have to rehear your story of how long your day was. No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not your wife. No. Wow. All right. <laughs> Oh, COVID, hold on. COVID cough. <coughs> oh, I just got to get the COVID out. There you go. Spew it everywhere. <laughs> do you want to hear, um, first of all, I know you do, but uh, for as a formality, I'm asking, do you want to hear some reviews online of the cigar we're smoking? Oh, I mean, I guess. Is that what we do here? Uh, I guess it is. I guess we just rip apart reviews that people take the time to write because they're always terribly written. I like this. Do it. All right. So, I've got I've got three that I'm looking at. One is incredibly long. I don't know how some people think that, like, a six-page article on a cigar is going to be something anyone wants to research. Well, in case so you want to read the entire time you're smoking the cigar. <laughs> That's a good point. If you want to go just step-by-step step and experience the same experiences that they're typing out. I guess, in all fairness, if it's that long, someone could also light the cigar and tune into this terrible podcast. Yes, that's a good point. <laughs> all right, let me get started. This is long. Buckle up. I am actually going to skip the entire. He literally has two pages of his impressions before he lights the cigar. Wow. Uh, I'm assuming it's a he. Let me see who wrote this. Uh, yep, William Cooper. Yep. Boom. All right, so he says, the flavor profile. We'll skip to that. The undercrown shade Grand Toro began with notes of cream and wood in the forefront. <laughs> there was also a slight red pepper note in the background. The wood notes quickly got more complex and transformed to a cedar sweet spice note. Mm. Meanwhile, the retrohale delivered a combination of black pepper with cedar mixed in. As the undercrown shade Grand Toro moved through the first third, the cream notes moved to the forefront. During this stage, <laughs> I hate when they say forefront. I don't even know what that means. Especially when they use it often. 
So apparently now the cream and the wood and the cream are in the forefront. During this stage, a fruit sweetness emerged. This sweetness was primarily in the background, but from time to time it floated into the forefront. <laughs> Meanwhile, the cedar notes were a close background note, and the red pepper notes were a little more distant. Gosh. Oh, so many notes. Lots of notes. There also was a slightly toasty note in the distant background. During the second third of the underground shade Gran Toro, the cedar notes moved into the forefront, <laughs> joining the cream notes. <laughs> the, the cedar provided a nice mix of sweetness and spice. The red pepper and toasty notes remained in the distant background. The last third of the underground shade Gran Toro had more in the way of cedar and red pepper as primary notes. <laughs> These made for a moderate amount of spice in the late stages of this cigar. During this stage, the cream and toast notes were still present, but more distant. This is, way oh, this is the way the cigar experience came to a close. The resulting nub was cool in temperature, but slightly soft to the touch. <laughs> thank you. He has a lot more. Uh, I could keep going. I mean, thank you to him. I'm, I'm not stopping you. Okay. I'm just saying yes, thank you for thank making you. note of how soft it was to the touch. <laughs> it is soft to the touch. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So he goes on. Strength and body. My two favorite things. As I mentioned up front, the Undercrown Shade is a cigar that pushes the boundaries of a traditional Connecticut Shade cigar. This is very evident when it comes to assessing the strength and body. From a strength perspective, I found the Undercrown Shade Gran Toro to be medium right out of the gate. Whoa. I found a slight increase in strength along the way, but overall I still found the Gran Toro to remain in the medium range right until the end. As for the body, I also found this cigar to be medium. Wow. <laughs> During the smoking experience, I found the body did increase slightly more rapid than strength. <laughs> hmm. If he tastes red pepper, I don't know how he can taste the difference between the increase in body and increase in strength. Anyway, by the second half, the Undercrown Shade Gran Toro was into the medium to full-bodied range. In terms of strength medium to versus full body, body, I gave the edge to the body. I don't even know what he's talking about. Does he have another note there of saying that this is the first cigar he ever smoked? Ugh, hold on, let me skip a bunch. Uh, <laughs> my gut tells me that time will be very kind to the cigar and it will do very well when it comes to aging this is a cigar I can recommend to a novice or experienced cigar enthusiast it's also a cigar I'd encourage someone to try who isn't normally a Connecticut Shade cigar well hopefully but, they're not but, a Connecticut Shade cigar that is what it says <laughs> as for myself this is a cigar I would smoke again it's one that is worthy of a box split. Cheap ass. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. So do you taste any of those things that he was talking about, Mr. William Cooper? Um, I'll, you know what? I didn't, I didn't taste it until he said it. But I do taste a little hint of cedar on the retro. I'll give him that. You know what, William? You got that one. I'll yeah, give it to you. you. Got I, it. I also taste cedar. 
Yeah, as far as the strength of the cigar, nope. Like I would put no, this it is at definitely a not mild. a medium. I would put this mild all day long. Um, yep. I do not get any spiciness whatsoever from the cigar. I don't know if you experience the same. Zero spiciness. Yeah. Um, I think that maybe he wasn't actually smoking it. <laughs> I, think he, I think he was just eating it. Yeah, he was just looking at a forefront. Oh, there's a comment here. You are a moron. <laughs> no, it's just the opposite. Sam Morella says, Thanks for the awesome review, Coop. Glad you're enjoying them. Hashtag DE4L. Oh, gosh. Meaning, Drew Estate for Life. That's right. I'm going to get a tattoo that says that. Yeah. DE yep. for L. Yep. <laughs> On my butt. You know, Manny, there are often times, though, that we read reviews and we compare these reviews. And I think that maybe we're just wrong. Like they get it and we don't? Yeah, like maybe they get it and we don't. Like maybe we've been smoking cigars too long that it's just, we just our taste buds are rotten at this point. Yeah, maybe we just, we just enjoy them too much. <laughs> <laughs> Therefore, we can't taste just the finer notes in the forefront. Or the background. Mm-hmm. So many in both. Oh, gosh. <laughs> um, well, hey, I've got a review I could read you, Manny. Okay, go for it. I'm ready. Um, I can agree on a couple things. First of all, this is an Ecuadorian Connecticut, although I don't think it is, actually, so no, I wouldn't agree with that. Um, I believe it's Connecticut Shade, grown in Connecticut. Um, so right off the bat, he's wrong on that. But it's a Sumatran binder. Sumatra binder. He wrote Sumatran. Um, filler is Dominican um, and Nicaraguan Corojo and Carrillo. He is smoking the Robusto, this gentleman here. By the way, can I interrupt you? Yeah. I see someone else saying that this is what they call Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper. Then maybe I am 100% wrong. Probably. Well, uh, maybe, okay, maybe we'll ahead. have to pull it up from Drew Estate and see. I'll, I'll do that while you're, while you're reading that, that nonsense. Yeah, you don't listen anyway. Um, this gentleman huh? puts it at a mild to medium-bodied cigar. Um, I'm going to skip some of his stuff here and go right to the description um nice looking cigar this wrapper is an oily caramel color that is very smooth to the touch seams are nearly Ooh. invisible um let's skip that baby this baby is solid man no soft spots oh no not another cigar band that has a white background with gold lettering don't these people know I can take a decent photo with these colors? Well, I can't take a decent photo with these colors. Sorry. Um, all right, skipping by. He goes into sizing and so pricing. So he's complaining about the color of the band because yeah, he can't photograph it. Apparently, well. he can't photograph it with a stupid floral ashtray that he always puts in his pictures. <laughs> you know what? I'm I'm gonna blow up his spot just because all of his pictures didn't used to say this, but they now say copyright cigar reviews by the Catman. Oh. But this is our boy Coheed, which I know I've blown up his spot in the past. And by our boy, like we don't know him and he doesn't know us, but it's really fun to make fun of him. Aromas and cold draw notes. From the shaft, I smell cream, sweetness, vanilla, caramel, and cedar. From the clipped cap and the foot, I smell loads of sweetness and vanilla. 
<laughs> Barnyard milk chocolate and cedar. In both cases, the sweet vanilla element reminds of, huh, reminds of Nabisco's Nilla wafers. As a kid, you could maybe get two or three down, but after that, if you don't have a glass of milk candy, you choke to death on the driest cookies on the planet. He sounds fat. Hey, hey, don't fat shame. He's thinking of cookies. <laughs> I mean, I'll be honest. That made me think of cookies. Yeah, but it's not because you taste them in the cigars, it's because you want to eat cookies. <laughs> it's true, because he's specifically talking about cookies and milk. Oh. <laughs> First third, the draw is good. First flavors are milk chocolate, creaminess, vanilla, spice, sweetness, caramel, nuts, and cedar. The Drew Estate Undercrown Shade Robusto is a very pleasant ASP. Oh, he didn't put a period after that. But ASP sent me this cigar nearly two months ago. Blah, 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 blah. Um, he's talking about his photos again. Um, he talks about the quadruple cap. Hold on. I don't know if that's a thing for this cigar, as I only count three. I've never heard of it. I only count three. Um, second, third. Smoke time is 20 minutes. Anyway, back to the Drew Estate Undercrown Shade Robusto. I am truly enjoying it. The creamy vanilla cookie element is wonderful. He's just housing cookies right now. <laughs> Made even better with a hint of red pepper. See that? Maybe we're missing it, Manny. Uh -oh. The creaminess, milk chocolate, sweetness, and caramel are the icing. New flavor, peanuts. This is a complex blend. Balance is good as well as a long finish topping it off. Strength is a solid, solid medium body now. I'm probably into my second third, and I do not feel like the strength is picking up at all. I hit the hat. Oh, well, hold on. Wait, was that you? What? Saying that you don't feel like the strength is picking up at all? No, yeah, it was me. Okay. Sorry. Okay. Um, this gentleman talks about uh, how it is picking up in this third. Um, yet his next paragraph is, I hit the halfway point and not a lot of transitions happening. A very pleasant oh. smoke whose price point seems to be in the right ballpark. Smoke time now is 30 minutes. I'm so glad he puts that in there. In the middle of this review, he goes into raisins, graham crackers, hot cinnamon, berry fruit. Um, he goes into the strength picking up again. He also says that there's not very many transitions, although he continues to state that it's picking up. Um, now it's more in common with macadamia nut. Um, sorry, I'm just skipping through this. As you're, you know, as I'm thinking about this and you're reading these people nonsense talking about sweetness, mm -hmm. um, do you know what I think would be a really good pairing with this? What's that? Is uh, a chai. Oh, I can see that. A vanilla chai? Wouldn't that be good? A hot vanilla chai? Are you thinking about that because he just described the ingredients of a hot vanilla chai in his Actually, description yes. of the cigar? Actually, like cream, <laughs> cream and cinnamon, cookies. <laughs> Yeah, it does kind of sound, but it's all stuff that I would pair with it. I don't, I'm not picking up those flavors from the cigar, honestly. No, but it would go well with any of that. Mm-hmm. All right, let's jump into his uh, last third. Um, smoke time is 45 minutes. Other reviewers fawn over this blend in a similar way I do when I get to review a great cigar. But what I am missing here... <laughs> 
I think he means to say, what am I missing here? Uh, did they let the cigar age longer than me? I would think two months is plenty of time, but I could be wrong. Ratings are all over the place, from 80 to 93, and one of the big guy reviewers felt the cigar needed more humidor time than he allowed and decided not to rate it at all. Meaning he must have felt the same way I do about the cigar. So maybe two months humidor time is insufficient, but I doubt it. Okay. So apparently he's saying he doesn't really like it. I'm conflicted. I don't know what that even means. Well, he goes on to say, I'm conflicted. Sure, I enjoyed most of the cigar, but being pleasant doesn't make it deserve a 90 or 93. I did notice that some reviewers got the chance to smoke different sizes prior to their review and had definitive preferences. The Grand Toro seemed to be the favorite. Oh, there you go. Mm-hmm. Maybe size does matter, regardless of what your oh. wife tells you, he says. Oh, that dog. Oh, gosh. He's so dirty. With one and a half inches to go, the sweet spot kicks in. (laughs) Oh. That's his next sentence. Finally, flavors (laughs) surge. The strength moves to medium to full body. The spice returns. This tells me one of two things. First, Drew Estate Undercrown Shade Robusto needs much more than two months humidor time. And second, this is your typical inexpensive blend in which it doesn't come to life until the last third. I'm flummoxed, he says. <laughs> I feel like the reviewer would would the reviewer who said he needs to come back to the cigar at a later date and try again. I feel the same way. I wish more reviewers would state how long they allow their cigar to humidor rest. Not only would it help understand the review, but help the reader as well. I'm always getting emails. I'm always getting emails. That's not true. <laughs> Asking me how long should a certain cigar stay in their humidor before lighting up. Mind you, he doesn't answer that. He just says, The construction deserves a 92 rating. The flavors of creaminess, vanilla, caramel, cinnamon, and caramel sweetness. Right, I guess it's caramel twice. Drives the bus of this blend. I give credit to DE on pushing the envelope of producing a cigar that seems to be out of their comfort zone. <laughs> you know, I think okay. this is the same guy who crapped all over the number nine. Oh, you might be right. And I think a couple other Drew Estate cigars, actually. We need some more tequila. I'd wait to check CBID before buying this cigar. It appears you just might pay half price. Well... Hmm. Here we go. Here's the very last last comment he has. The Drestate Undercrown Shade Robusto ends very cool to the touch without a hint of harshness, bitterness, or nicotine. I like that a lot. <laughs> no nicotine. That's uh, impossible. There are lots of comments, but none of them are ones that I personally would leave. <laughs> uh, hey, do you want to hear a funny story? Yes. Uh, I need one. My company, or the agency I work for, asked me to write a small blurb as to why I like working for that company, and then they're going to include my picture on the website. So I have to send them a picture. And for a second, I thought. I thought about making it sarcastic <laughs> and sending like a professional headshot. 
Yeah, you decided against that. But ultimately, I learned my likeness is not worth very much, so you guys can have it. <laughs> That's what you wrote? Well, no, I have to... <laughs> no. <laughs> like, I'm totally fine with them posting me on there and, like, using my face and some comments that whether or not I really believe them. I'm fine with that being posted publicly on the website. Whoa, 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 Manny. Did you just openly admit here on the Bear Ash podcast, the number... 80th podcast in the cigar world right now um, wow. that you may have put some things in there that you don't actually believe? No, I'm not finished with it yet. Oh, all right. <laughs> so, you're, so you're going to. Yep. And I kind of forget why I brought that up, but it had something to do with what you were just saying. Yeah, I was just giving a cigar review, Manny. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yep. I'm with you. Yep. <laughs> Apparently. <laughs> I've... I may have had a few shots of tequila so far. Yep, that'll do it. <clears throat> so, that was a wonderful review. Thankful. Uh, thank you for that, Chase. I also have a definition. <laughs> <laughs> you have a you have a what, Mister Tequila? <laughs> <laughs> I have a definition of the word forefront. Hmm. Give it to me. It says. The leading or most important position or place. Huh. Yeah. So how would you translate it into what people like your reviewer often uses it as? I have no idea. They keep saying everything keeps coming to the forefront and going to the background. I just think they mean they taste more of one thing than another. Yeah. And that that but, changes every time you take a puff sometimes. Yeah, and they're trying to be fancy. Have you uh, retrohaled this bad boy? I have, yeah. That's where I tasted that cedar. Mmm. I just did it, and I tasted it as well. You know, I'm getting better at retrohaling. You should be proud of me. Have you been practicing? No, only on this podcast. Well, Manny, I, I'm not going to tell you what these are, but I do have, uh, um, for anyone who, who cares to know, Manny and I have been uh, doing this podcast for, for quite a while. I feel like a little... 16 years. No, yep, 16 years, 24 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> We're really on our game. Um, but we are going to have an opportunity to do one in person. Oh, boy. And oh, I, boy. And what I, are we going to smoke? Um, well, that has not been determined yet, although I think I might have... I might have a special something. Uh-oh. Mm-hmm. Yep. Rocky Patel. <laughs> no. <clears throat> hey, you know, I did take some notes on the review that you just read, and I think we could start selling T-shirts that smell, er, <laughs> that say, quote, I smell cream. <laughs> that was one of the sentences in the review. He says, I smell cream. Yeah, I think that that also, I mean, that's a wide range of possibilities for people who would buy that. Think about the dairy yeah, industry. I guess we'll just order two, right? Yeah, this is the dairy industry. There's certain fetish groups that might enjoy a t-shirt like that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, probably. <laughs> oh, goodness. So how's um, your cigar, Chase? Well, well, hold on. I never finished my thought, okay? Oh, T-H-O-T? No, my other thought. Oh. Um, but 
what I was going to say is I may have a couple challenges for our in-person episode for you there, Mr. Rivera. So I think it would be wise for you to to practice your retro hail. Okay. Are you going to tell me what these challenges are? Nope. I'm not. Practice my retro. But it may be it may be it may be rough for the cigar I'm planning on bringing you. Maybe rough. What are you talking about? Oh yeah, you'll find out. You just wait. Yes. Um. So. I have. I mean, I have other reviews right now. Though you know, all these reviews keep talking about it being medium bodied. Yeah. Maybe, but it hasn't changed very much. I think it's just such a big cigar. If you've been smoking it for like 45 minutes, it's going to taste stronger than when you first started. Yeah. Even how that Um, last guy I was reading mentioned like the last inch and a half. I'm like, well, yeah, I mean, depending if you let it rest a little bit. I mean, typically the end of the cigar is not the most appetizing portion of that cigar, in most cigars at least. Like typically it's a harsher, smokier, stronger taste, you know, because it's had... All that smoke running through it for the past 45 minutes to an hour. Yeah. So, yeah. Anyways, go ahead. Um, well, <clears throat> you want me to read another review or do you want me to put you on the spot? Oh, put me on the spot. Screw these reviews. They suck. <laughs> they do. And so do the other two that I have. So, I want to let you know that during these harsh... <laughs> Harsh times of COVID. <laughs> yes. COVID-19. <coughs> Everyone needs to take proper precautions to protect their home. This includes burglar alarms, pepper spray, firearms, and those kind of pits that you dig with the spikes that you put poop on. Wait, is this an ad? Are we doing our first ad? <laughs> I'm sponsored by... <laughs> yeah. Whoever sells the spikes that you put in the bottom of pits, we're sponsored by. Yeah, give us a call. So all you do is put fecal matter on them, you bury them 10 feet down, you dig a big hole, and then you put brush over top, and so any bad guys come and they fall in the pits and die on the poopy spikes. Yes. Are you assuming that COVID uh, patients are going to be the bad guys at some point in this? Um, <clears throat> I don't know if they'd be considered patients once they've escaped. <laughs> valid, valid. <laughs> um, <laughs> so uh, on that topic... You know, Chase, your family's well-being is very dear to me. Yes. And I, I fear that you do not have a home defense bow in your arsenal. And um, I've often thought about and planned for using my own archery equipment for defending my home in the event of an attack. And um, I just don't want you to pass up an opportunity to receive... What could be given to you a wonderful, beautiful compound bow that you could not only defend your family with, but harvest big game from nature with and then eat it during the COVID pandemic. All right. First of all, I like where this is going. But what are you defending your family against with a bow? Is it like the Sheriff of Nottingham? Uh, I don't. Just think of like how freaked out you'd be if you were kind of strung out and you snuck into this house wait, and wait, some wait. guy comes around the corner <laughs> okay, gotcha. with a fully drawn bow aimed at you with an arrow with a broadhead on it. <laughs> <laughs> at first I thought you were referring to me being strung out. 
<laughs> I mean, just put yourself in the in that person's shoes. What yeah. would be more scary? Yeah, you're right. There'd a little, be a little puny gun or yeah. a bow. And you're all hopped up on COVID at the same time. Yeah, <laughs> they got that COVID high. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah. You're right. I can see this. So I don't want you to pass up the opportunity. I want to let everyone know, all two of you that listen, that Chase will have the ability to receive a bow uh, fully decked out with sights, um, a quiver, a brand new release. Uh, what else? Any accoutrement you'd need on a bow. First of all, and first of all, I don't like when you say quiver or accoutrement, okay? <laughs> are those, okay, well, those, those are, are two things those that are, I would... Those are microaggressions. <laughs> Uh, well, I got you a micro dot site, so there okay. you go. And um, I don't want you to pass this opportunity up. I feel like if you're going to get into bow hunting, you have the perfect opportunity to do so. Wow, Manny. I mean, first of all, thank you. Um, you're welcome. Secondly, I feel like you're only bringing this up on the podcast to try and one-up me for all the things I give you. That's part of it, but I also don't want you to back out. I want you to have a bow, and I want you to kill some deer. All right, I'm ready for it. No, you're not. I mean, I will be. <laughs> I mean, I will be ready for it, okay? So, for those of you who don't know, which is everybody, I just bought a new bow, and I want to give Chase my old bow, which is in good working order, but it needs a little tuning. Yeah, man. And new strings. Thank you. Oh, you're welcome. And... Should I tell the story of me almost ruining my brand new bow? I was going to say, you know exactly what a new string feels like when it snaps <laughs> in your hand. <sighs> I, I actually went, so I started bow hunting when I was like, oh, no, 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 no. I started shooting bows and I started running like archery camps when I was 18. They sent me away for a weekend to this thing to learn... From the great Art Hall Jr. How to shoot bows safely. Wait, 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 wait. Time out. The way you said they sent me away makes it sound like that you still hold some frustration toward your parents. (laughs) It was my employer. Oh, okay. All right. Um, All right. Never mind. It was the YMCA. (laughs) Never mind. Uh, It wasn't my parents. (laughs) But anyway, my my point being, I started shooting archery with good training, and I always knew never dry fire a bow and i never have until last week all these years of shooting bows and killing animals both four-legged and two-legged i for the first time in my life dry fired my brand new matthews vxr bow manny and this happened what what no, go ahead. I'm just so this ha- it ha- it was it was it's the, it's the worst thing you could do ever. I I just I wanted to if there was a car coming I would have run in front of it. Um, if I if the string worked I would have fired an arrow at my own head, <laughs> but it didn't. You would have pulled the Kurt because... Cobain with that thing. <laughs> I could have. <laughs> so um, I took a phone call. I had the person talking to my AirPods, and I wasn't paying attention. And I thought I put an arrow on the string, and I didn't put an arrow on the string, which means I was dry firing the bow. So I pulled back, and I shot, and it kind of felt funny. Like it didn't feel like much happened, and I couldn't see my arrow on the target, and I was kind of confused. And then I looked down, and the string was broken. 
and I thought mm. for sure I just completely ruined my brand new thousand dollar bow, not even accounting like all the things that go on it. Um, and I don't know of a warranty that warranties a dry fire, so uh, had a little panic, a little panic moment, and yeah. thank, thank Jeebus, they were able to fix it at the store with simply a new string, and nothing else was needed. Lucky dog. I know, man. I can't believe I did that. First time ever in my entire life. Now, I think it's important to mention that, Manny, I feel like... Not I feel like. If I do the math, I can figure this out pretty quickly. But I've known you for almost 25 years. And when Biblically. You, and you, No, not biblically. Um, <laughs> it's only been 10 of that. But... Uh, mm-hmm. But for 25 years, I've known you, and you called me up shortly after that happened. And I do have to say, you might have been one of the, it might have been one of the saddest sounding Manny's I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, I was really, so I was so, I was so bummed out because I've been saving for this bow since last year. Yep. And I do have to be honest. I mean, prior to this episode right here that we're recording, you have mentioned to me that you were going to gift me that bow. And part of me, selfishly, was like, damn it. <laughs> Manny broke his new bow, and now he's going to keep his old one. <laughs> that had crossed my mind. I was like, if I ruin this new one, at least I got this one that I can still fix up. <laughs> and it would, it would be fine if you did, by the way. I know. It wouldn't be the first time you gifted me a bow and took it back. There's a term for that, and we're not going to go there. Yeah, Manny giving. Yep. Yep. So are you going to take the bow? Are you going to get it all set up now? Is yeah. that your plan? That's my plan, man. That's my plan. All right. I should drop it off then and have them put new strings, and then he can fit it for you when you get up here. Oh, baby. We've got a, we've got a busy schedule when I get up there. Yes, we do. Mostly fishing. Mostly fishing. And uh, maybe I'll actually catch something. Yeah, well, you got a good guide. Yeah, I do have to say, um, uh, we did, I think it was two episodes ago, we talked quite a bit about fishing, as it's one of the only things that you can do. Um, with COVID. With COVID. Especially now that they're talking about, at least here in Virginia, they're talking about going back to phase two. Um, and they've just officially canceled all in-person schools coming up in our county, which is a great, great, great news for all parents in the county here. Apparently, uh, teaching children is not essential. Well, that's great news for parents of teenagers with really hot teachers. Wait, wait, what? Because then there's no risk of there being any misconduct. That would have been like the probably thousandth thing that came to my mind in this scenario. Nope. First thing that came to my mind is students can no longer fraternize with hot teachers. <laughs> Well then, um, but anyways, um, I've been a little disappointed as uh, I discovered that there is a lake here that apparently has quite a bit of walleye, also known as the yellow pike by some. Um, <laughs> you can tell I've done a little bit of uh, YouTubing, or at least searching yeah, okay. YouTube. Anyways, I have now gone out twice with the goal to catch walleye. I've bought specific lures to catch walleye. 
I've watched quite a few videos. Besides the fact that a lot of these gentlemen own boats and fish finders, and they literally just drive around and plant themselves on top of fish and drop stuff down to them. But anyways, um, I'm, I'm excited to get out there with you, Manny, because you have been catching some of the uh, local fish there um, in the yes, lakes. Yes, not walleye yet. No. But I do have to say, whenever I watch these videos, I mean, it, it, people's recommendations and suggestions are all over the place. <laughs> for what? Like what to use and how to fish for them? What to use, how to fish them, where they are, um, what time is best to catch them. It's just all over the place. So I'm excited to just go out with someone who's already been catching fish. You know, specifically fish that I have not caught, being lake trout, and uh, having the opportunity to just uh, learn from a master, you know, who's successful at it right now. Oh, thank you. You know, what I suggest is we primarily fish with shiners the entire time you're up here, and when we're moving into, like, 20-foot, 30-foot depth for walleye, we can also cast into shore for bass. Nice. I'm excited about it, you man. Want another, you want another cigar review? Do it. Let's do it. Well, I know I this is boring, but we're still this smoking this thing. Where are you in your cigar? Uh, I'm about an inch from the band. Oh, nice. You? I got two inches left of the cigar. Wait, you took the band off already? Mm-hmm. That's right. Well, bandless right now. My cigar is nude. Ooh, bottomless. Yep. Bottoms right. off. You ready for this one? Do it. I got now. I got the hiccups. All right, I'm good. All right. Oh man, this starts off with uh, Shakespearean genius. Okay. <laughs> Here we go. It's Stogue o'clock, and this time I check out a brand new cigar recently on display at IPCPR 2015. The Drew Estate Undercrown Shade is a perfectly rolled cigar featuring an Ecuadorian Connecticut wrapper concealing a Sumatran binder and fillers from the Dominican Republic and Nicaragua. The wrapper gives off a barnyard and wood aroma while the foot produces a tobacco and earthy smell. On the cold draw, I'm presented with a light earth and tobacco flavor. Once torched up, there is a spicy wood with a big creamy element on the draw. Oh, big creamy element. The, the finish gives me a wheat and cinnamon, while earthy wood and grass are dominant on the retrohale. After 35 minutes, the first third closes out. On hey, the whoa, draw, whoa, real quick. I like that. Dominant instead of forefront. Just saying. There's another comes, word people could use for anyone listening. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> oh, COVID. <laughs> Tried retrohaling. <laughs> <laughs> That's for you, Skip. <laughs> that did not go well. All right. Skip oddly likes it when you gag on a retrohale. <laughs> oh, that's kinky. All right, after 35 minutes, the first third closes out. On the draw, I pick up a lot of creamy cedar and vanilla with some black pepper in the background. The retrohale offers a contrasting white pepper with a delicious wheat and caramel mix. Pepper? I don't know. No, seriously, on though, the finish, is there, a, is there a spice that's a white pepper? 
I, yeah, I think so. I don't use it, but I think so. Oh. On the finish, I find fruity earth with some spicy cinnamon and an almond note. Just one, though. <laughs> Just one, Strength and body. One singular <laughs> almond note. Oh, it's gone. S- strength and body both settle in at a medium mark. 55 minutes in, I finish the second third. The draw presents me with more of that creamy cedar with the introduction of a vegetal earth and nutty spice. Through the nose, I find mild leather with more wheat and caramel. The finish gives me some hay mixed with a very woody grass and a bomb of sweet oatmeal. Wait, isn't woody grass and hay the same thing? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, then. But also sweet oatmeal. Oh, there we go. Strength and body have not changed. And oatmeal is not sweet unless you just plain add sugar to it. All right. The final third comes to a close at one hour and 20 minutes. On the draw, the creaminess fades away and transforms to a spicy wood and grass alongside sweet wheat and toast. The retrohale treats me to a fantastic blend of honey, coffee, and hazelnut. What a treat. (laughs) The finish is lasting with subtle black pepper spice and more of that delicious oatmeal flavor on top of a caramel note. Strength and body finish out at the medium mark. The Undercrown Shade is a delicious, complex stick with tons of balanced flavor and absolutely perfect construction. This thing produced huge plumes of smoke with a razor-sharp burn and nice, tight ash. Oh, yeah. Don't, don't let the Connecticut Shade wrapper fool you. This cigar is a flavor bomb. It can hands down say the... Oh, I can hands down say the Undercrown Shade is one of the best Connecticut wrapped cigars I've ever smoked and easily falls in the box-worthy category. Mark down another win in the Drew Estate book. Noah. Well done, Noah. Mm-hmm. Well done. What do you think of that? Uh, hey, that was the best one so far. <laughs> Sadly. Yep. Uh, hey, I mean, since we are still in COVID, by the way, I did think that I would uh, search up a little... Uh, I mean, my search was cigars and COVID, just to see what came up. <laughs> Videos, images? Um, no, but the first thing that comes up, cigars and health risks. The nationaljewishhealth.com. Um, and this is from the World Health Organization. It says tobacco Ooh, smokers, they're smart. water pipes, bibis, or bidis. What's bidis? How is it spelled? B I D I S? Beaties. Oh. Are those still around? Yeah, man. You can get beaties. There you go. Beaties, cigars, heated tobacco products may be more vulnerable to contracting COVID 19. Oh. So it's not even a matter of it being a health risk of if you contract COVID-19, but apparently we are more vulnerable to contract it. What's the point of wearing a mask? As the act of smoking involves contact with fingers. <laughs> Is that why they say? Yep. <laughs> Which increases the possibility of transmission of the virus from hand to mouth. <laughs> yep. 
That's their reasoning? That's their reasoning. <laughs> I could have come up with something better than that. Yep. Haven't there been, like, such a small, isolated few cases of surface transmission? Um, I believe so, yeah. And yeah. also, if you're smoking a cigar, it's coming out of cellophane that you took out of a container, most likely. So how there, how the hell would there be any viable viruses on a cigar that you wouldn't have already come into contact with? Yeah, I think that they're saying if you have COVID on your fingers, that's where it would be more of a risk. And I would I say I wash, wash your hands. <laughs> yeah, and also, uh, by the time, if you bought a cigar and drove home, and it took you 20 minutes to drive home, took you 20 minutes to put the kids to bed, an hour before you light it, chances are, even if there was COVID on the cigar, it's dead. And two months in your humidor. It's <laughs> still alive. It's a perfect environment. Yeah, although, uh, I mean, they do state that cigarette smokers, too, you get a hold of contaminated cigarettes, which also, I, I don't know if they're familiar with the fact that cigarettes are machine-rolled. And as of now, I mean, the new season of Mandalorian hasn't come out, but I don't think that machinery can contract COVID. I don't know what that means. Well, maybe you have Sounds watched... like a Star Wars nerd joke. Yeah, it was. Which, oh. I am... Hey, listen. I am a Star Wars nerd, but I'm saving those newer movies until my son gets older so we can watch them together. No, no, no. You gotta watch, you gotta watch Mandalorian. No, I'm gonna wait. Nope. Just watch it. Nope, um, I'm gonna hey, save myself. This is from the TobaccoFreeKids.org. Press release. COVID-19. Never has it been more important for smokers to quit and for individuals to avoid damaging their lungs by vaping. Because of COVID-19? Yep. All the more reason now to quit. All right. Yeah, so there, there you go. That's what comes up. That's really sad. Yep, that's all they got. You want some cigar news? Give it to me. Okay. First news story. Wait, I lost it. Hold on. Uh, where'd it go? Where'd it go? Where'd it go? Oh, New York State raising cigar taxes this fall. Oh. Listen to this BS. New York State lawmakers passed a $177 billion budget, billion dollar budget for 2021 that includes, among many items, tax relief for some small businesses own, some small business owners. For New York tobacconists, many of which qualify as small businesses, that relief may not be enough to overcome the fact that the budget will also significantly raise cigar taxes. The tax rate of 75% of a cigar's wholesale price, one of the highest cigar tax rates in the U.S., will take effect on October 1st. Dang. 75% on wholesale price. Oh. Goodness gracious. That's more than any state is doing for marijuana wholesale tax, by the way. And that's a, that's got to be up to cigarette tax, no? Uh, yes. 
So that would cover cigars and pipe tobacco, I would be my assumption. Uh, it doesn't go into pipe tobacco on this article. This article is on Cigar Aficionado. It specifically talks about cigars, but I would imagine so. I'd have to ask the guys at Dewey Ave. I do like the assumption, and these uh, most of the time when they're pushing this kind of legislation, the assumption is that well, if we charge more taxes, people will be less likely to smoke. <laughs> Which I feel like if yeah, they could I don't just think be that's honest. The intention. I think that's like, we know people are going to smoke, so let's just get as much money as we can yeah, from them. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, you know, my cigar is getting very soft to the touch. Oh, yeah? That's what I've heard. <laughs> I think I'm ready to put it down. Yeah, I just put mine down. with about an inch and a half left. Um, I did not notice this overwhelming sense of flavor change. As my boy flavor bomb, but dude, delicious cigar all the way through. Yep, it's always good. This was a pretty big one. Um, I I wouldn't mind smoking this, um, but I wish I had like. This is a great cigar to light up at like three in the afternoon when you're out on the water. Ha ha ha. When you got like two three hours to kill, you're drinking some beers. You want something you can keep in your mouth. It's not gonna be too strong. This would be perfect. Are you giving me a preview to what our fishing trip might be like? Um, maybe. Maybe. Depends on how much you tip your guide. Oh, I'll give my guide a tip. Get a new job. Okay. All right. Yeah. Just just for the record, if you are a fishing guide, I would tip you. If anyone out there who's listening is a fishing guide. That was specifically targeted toward Manny, who I will be outcasting with my bait caster. Oh yeah, we have an arrangement. If he can cast farther with his bait caster than I can with my spinning reel, then I'll buy a bait caster. Well, you better be uh, ready to buy a bait caster. <coughs> hey, whoa, 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 whoa! No, 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 no! Not yet. Oh, I need you to do something for the listeners here. I will give you three okay. guesses. I, 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 have, I have it whittled down to one of two cigars that I plan on bringing for us to do an episode on when I come up to New York. <laughs> and you know some of the cigars I have in my humidor. Yeah. So you may be able to get it right. I will not tell you if you're correct yet, but at least it'll be on the record that you guessed correctly if you do. So you have three options to pick from that you think I may be bringing you. You're going to tell me the three options? No. You gotta guess the oh. three options, and if one of your three oh, guesses geez. are correct, then you'll win something. Win something. Yep. Okay. Uh, a wow, weekend fishing exciting. experience with me. Uh, well, you're either bringing uh, bahikis or nothing. That that's your three guesses. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you're either bringing well. I think it, I, I wouldn't put it past you to try and bring some kind of Cuban. And it's I know me that always trying to sneak them over the border. <laughs> and, I, and I know that uh, Bahikis are uh, supposedly the number one. I wouldn't put it past you to bring some of those. Um, you might also bring a Rocky Patel since we shit talk it so much that you might want to do a review in person where we can actually smoke it together. Or. My third guess is 
Some kind of weird Drew Estate cigar that I haven't had yet. Well, you may or may not be right on any of those guesses. That's correct. So your guesses are either a Cohiba Bahiki, a Rocky Patel, or a weird Drew Estate cigar that you haven't smoked yet. Yes. What would you classify as a weird Drew Estate cigar? Like a mint? A coffee flavored? (laughs) No, I don't want those. (laughs) Like, uh... Uh, some of the rat-shaped ones or the, you know, those kind of perfecto-shaped ones. I haven't had a lot of those. Or, uh, like, you know, I've had the Siri A, but you know how they do those limited-release ones? Yeah. Am I shooting too high? I th- I feel like you're going to bring some of those for sure. Wow, you're really uh, putting the pressure on. Yeah, well, you asked me to guess. That is true. I didn't expect so much pressure, though. Wait, so you're just going to bring some Rocket Patel edges? No, I was just going to bring some, like, White Owls. <laughs> but <laughs> now, now i got to step it up. Well, any concluding thoughts on this very good, mild cigar? Buy it, clip it, and light it, baby. Buy it, clip it, light it. It's delicious. Should I play us out? Play us out, man. Hey. Before we play this out, thank you for anyone who might still be listening to this ridiculousness. We appreciate it, although we'd appreciate it much more if you left a bad comment. Yeah, tell us how much you hate us, please. Yeah, you can tell everyone can tell Manny how much they despise the fact that he hasn't posted a uh, picture on Instagram for quite a while. Okay, ready? Always. <laughs> <laughs>